1: Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward and you are tuned into the Pre-Match Show, Sheffield Wednesday at Home Edition, available each week on video and audio and sometimes live. Um, Joining me tonight, I was going to say joining me tonight, but joining me whenever you're listening um, is my partner in crime on the Pre-Match Show. Welcome back, a few weeks absence, but we're glad to have him back, Seb Brown. Seb, how's things? How's your week been? Good to see you yeah, back.
0: Good, thank you. Yep, good to be back. I must say thank you to Mikey and Craig for the last couple of weeks stepping in. Did great jobs. I noticed you did your usual mind games and shenanigans with Room 101 to throw them. Uh, but I guess we'll come on to that later. But no, great to be back. Thank you for having me. And, uh, and, and, and yeah, we got a win while I was off, which is always nice.
1: Yeah, we need to make sure whatever we do is we just maintain the integrity of it. Well,
0: if if we lose tomorrow, I'll just go. Don't worry, everyone. I'll if, I'll leave and you and Craig will have to do it every single week.
1: Me, me and Craig. And I've I've even written down so a spoiler alert for the end of the pod, um, the final words are gonna be as close as I could get to the final words <laughs> last week, and I'm gonna do it. So um, we wanna hear from you. We've already heard from Skip, we've already heard from Charlie. From EJ, good evening, lads. Good evening to you as well, EJ. Um, we are obviously here to talk about Sheffer Wednesday. and that is the meat in our sandwich this week. Um, and so we'll be giving plenty of attention to them. We'll be wising you up on Saturday's opposition, um, figuring out all of the players to put bets on. But when the fun stops, stop. Um, and, and we've got room 101 back as well. Um, and, and you said mind games. Um, for all they good, all they all the good they did last week, um, Craig, it was a bit of a whitewash for Craig. So, um, yeah, uh, we'll we'll review where we are at on Room One Hundred One. Um, welcome back to Seb says FBO Tractor. Can't remember if you're Matthew Marshall. Didn't we say that I'm Marshall purely I because so. I could do some kind of hair transplant? And I was
0: closer to Scotland, thing. so I think I'm Matthew.
1: There you go. So that's that's what we're doing. FBR tracks. Good to have you back, and Good to have you with us. Um, we are getting predictions already from EJ. Yeah, I want to hear your predictions. Any team selections? Um, any insights on Sheffield Wednesday that you have as well? We've obviously got um our research, but always happy to crowdsource any knowledge we've got. Um, big game, says Charlie D. Seb. Um, to- totally agree
0: with that, yeah. It's our, it's our first chance. Really. I know we had Lincoln last week, but I guess it's our first chance to sort of test ourselves against one of the so-called big boys. You know, at the start of the season, I'm fairly sure all of the prediction leagues and all the, all the media articles would have had both us and Sheffield Wednesday in the top six. So, this is a real good chance now. We've got, got the win last week, a bit of confidence on our backs, and hopefully now we can really, really set out a marker to maybe the rest of the league and to ourselves, I guess, and to our fans. And really, with the Doncaster game three days later, this is a great opportunity to get some real points on the board and start some proper momentum.
1: Yeah, and as Skip has said there, Sheffield Wednesday certainly not um, on form at the moment, a bit of a wobble as he says there against Shrewsbury and we'll kind of give our, our take on why that might have been um, and um, yeah and Mikey's mentioned this, would you take a Ryder Cup for No, I wouldn't Mikey I've already written off this year's Ryder Cup and, uh, and Seb doesn't care and a lot Nick of foul, other people though. won't yeah, if you're gonna, you know, this is this is kind of sporting theatre. I definitely recommend trying to get into the Ryder Cup, but if it's not for you, it's not for you. Um, I've written it off already, Mikey. So um, I take the three points for Ipswich, please. Um, and we move on to um, to next year or whenever it is. Um, Seb couldn't care. Um, Rob's going for a two-two. Um, and there we go. Are you mad? Yeah, <laughs> I think we all take the three points for Ipswich tomorrow. Um, Seb, let's do um a little bit of catching up on news. And um, firstly, because um, where we record the flagship show, um, often we sometimes miss what's happening on the Sunday. Um, And the big kind of um, event of of Sunday for me, certainly, and for 293 other people, um, was an 11-2 win for Ipswich Town's women's team against Keensham, an absolute battering. Though Keensham did score a, a rather nice goal, actually. Um, but my first experience of the Gold Star ground and going to see the um, the women's team, really excellent performance, um, attacking, well-drilled. You can tell that um, they are um, they, they know instinctively where to be. There are runs. It's, I mean, really impressed with um, Joshien's team, really excellent blend of youth and experience there as well. Five quid to get in. As well, Seb. Five quid for thirteen goals is pretty. Yeah, you can't. Good. Yeah, I, I
0: wonder how. I wonder how many games you sat through last year to see eleven goals.
1: That's a good point, actually. And how much yeah. you
0: paid, probably with your season I season mean, last year no, goals. but yeah, it could have been before. twenty games, couldn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, and so, but always, like it, you
0: say, yeah, get yourselves down there. It's, it's it's really straightforward to get there. Two o'clock on a on a Sunday, and it just you know, it's an absolute superb part of the club at the minute. And uh, yeah, let's get them all the support because they really really deserve it.
1: I parked up. You know, meters from the from the ground, it's a fiver. They've also got um, they're kind of a donation scheme or a support scheme called True Blue, where basically you can donate a minimum of five pound a month, and that entitles you, I think, to free entry. And given that, if you see one game a month, or it's paid for itself. So as soon as you see two, it's it's paying. It's, as I said, you're getting it for free basically. So and a good way to support the women's team as well. But really excellent to see an Ipswich team you know, with with so much attacking intent and purpose um, and, as I said, goals as well. And you can have a beer in view of the pitch. It's a nice little bar and you can have a nice little natter. And it's one of those ones like non-league football um, where, you know, you are not got an allocated seat and you can stand up and you can lean on the fence and at half-time you can change ends and go and watch from the other end of the pitch when they're shooting the other way. So heartily recommend that. And um is now top of the league Albeit I think having played a game more than their rivals for the for the top spot, um, Southampton. And there's a kind of one spot available for promotion. And even then, it's a playoff against the Northern League to go up to the championship. So really challenging situation there, but we wish them all the very best. And it's the last game of the season, is Southampton as well. So um yeah. narrative there if you want. Um more narrative for you, Seb, um, about um Sam Morsi, who you know are the big um, hopeful the, signing the savior the savior for Paul yeah. Cook yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of got a Fanedi George kind of situation going on um he's been named on the list of foreign based players for um, Egypt's two world cup qualifiers um next month um and i think um, twtd reporting That Egypt is set to join Libya on the government's amber list on Wednesday. So I don't know. I think it was red list. I, I I haven't kept up with all this nonsense. Red but list. I they guess... weren't
0: they weren't being released, were they? But yeah. So now oh, it looks I like can, he will be yeah. heading off for a, a couple of games next next month. Is it Shrewsbury at home is the only league game. Is there's it? an EFL yeah. game, isn't there somewhere in there? Uh, the EFL the trophy. trophy. Yeah. That, that let's be honest, he wouldn't be playing, playing in that anyway. Yeah. That's that's not that's not going to be an issue. But it, yeah. If, I guess if we don't get any more call ups or if Shrewsbury don't get any, then potentially we're going to miss him for the uh, for the Shrewsbury game. So you know, back to probably Lee Evans and Tom Carroll. I guess did okay last week, didn't they against Lincoln? So hopefully that bit of confidence will give them some uh, you know the world of good going into that game but it'll be tough without him because we've heard in training this week you know he trains as he plays he's kicking everybody he's going to bring a real real presence to that central midfield slot which has looked so sort of barren in the, in the opening weeks of the season so he will be missed and I guess the, the concern what you're about to come on to is back in the, in, in the new year isn't it if he's away for a, a longer period of time
1: Yeah, it's the African Cup of Nations between January the 9th and February the 6th in Cameroon so yeah, that's frustrating, right? Yeah, that's the I, real concern. I guess the the thought is that January window opens and we sign a midfielder similar to Morsey. So we've got at least at least two of them rather than just one all of our eggs in one Morsey basket as it were. So um yeah, we'll keep an eye on that one. I I guess
0: Yeah, but I mean, Evans and Carroll did okay last week. You know, Harper, he came on in the number 10 last week, I think, didn't he? I, I wasn't really following the game last week, but he came on in the number 10. I've seen Cook's comments saying maybe he's been playing him in the wrong position. So we have got a few options there, but, you know, if he if he becomes crucial in the next couple of months and is, you know, starting every game and really, really plugging those midfield weaknesses, it will be a big miss in January.
1: Yeah, as Josh says there. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those ones where... Um,
0: it's one of those you can't you can't think about it, can you? You can't you can't change it. So we just got to find a way to. to and we, to and none of us thought it. about it
1: either, did we? You know. No. Anyway, um, plenty of um, time to go in, um, before then, and we'll see what happens. The last bit of news I've got, and I'm noticing the chat is really active. We will come back to the chat. A lot of stuff about injuries. There's obviously some pre-match conversations with Cook about players who are possibly out. Um, lots of comparisons. Between Sheffield Wednesday players and Ipswich Town players, which I've seen as well, um, so we will um, we will definitely come back to that. So keep the chat coming in. Um, the other bit of news, Seb, and again, it's kind of it feels like this inevitable kind of Ipswich Town situation. Um, QPR have a recall on um, Macaulay Bon in January, um, and um, so quotes from um, Moss's face at QPR Warburton um, about the situation there, very non-committal, which I think yeah. is bodes well. And I don't know whether yeah. it's one of those ones where all three parties have to agree for it to happen.
0: I would assume yeah. so. That that's these these break clauses are normal, aren't they? And normally all three have to have to agree to it for it to be implemented. I guess the the concern is obviously not so much that he, he I don't think he's gonna get in the in the QPR side anytime soon. But like Ben and Dave discussed on the midweek live show, I guess there's that chance that QPR recall him and loan him out to a championship side to, you know, up his value a little bit and maybe mm-hmm. seek to get a bit more money for him from a, a, a club higher up in the pecking order come come January or the end of the season. So it, it is a concern. I guess it's gonna hang over us. I guess the the good thing that the the, the, the Positive is that we've now got decent people in the, you know, that are key decision-making areas. So you'd like to think that Ashton and O'Leary and Cook are already talking and formulating some sort of plan to either make an offer before the window starts, or you know, look to be proactive on this one. If it was a year ago, I mean, it wouldn't be here in the first place. But if it was a year ago with the old regime, I'd have absolutely no confidence in them getting a deal done. But I'd like to think these days we're a bit more savvy, we're a bit more streetwise, and surely, given the start he's made, these, you know, these conversations must be going on. Yeah. Well, that's. That's is he gonna? Is, is he got one year in his contract after this I'm season? I'm not sure. I, think, I was
1: just. I, I think it's saying?
0: a three-year contract, and I think it, this is his second. I think so. You know, we've 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 got. A, I guess. Well, we, maybe we've got a bit of bargaining um position there. But but hopefully, like I said, these conversations are going on, and we just throw a million, 1.5 million at them, and just get it done asap.
1: So it's um, joined Ch- from Charlton for two million in October 2020. Signed a three-year yeah. deal. There you go. So he's for the, for ah, the season for as him. well
0: so right so there, there goes the bargaining position but yeah. you know maybe he's not going to get in their side is he with Charlie Austin and Lyndon Dykes and is it Willock as well he's, he's not going to get a game there I don't think anytime soon so hopefully they'll want to recoup maybe maybe the two million does it I don't know but we've got to uh, we've got to certainly be having those conversations and really look to make a move because I didn't think he'd be the the main guy this year I thought Piggott would be the guy to to lead the line and I thought Bond would either have a supporting role maybe out wide or, or coming off the bench but the way he started the season is superb, and he's got that, that natural affinity with the fans because he's one yeah. of us. And it's just, you know, it's a, it's a match made in heaven at the moment. So please, let's just get it done.
1: It's like home advantage in the Ryder Cup, Seb. Um, okay. Skip, Shooter McGavin. Skip saying, um, um, Skewpy, I know we want him and that he wants to be here. All starts, all bargaining chip. It, yeah. it, does it feel like you like posturing? Around possible transfer talks, is that is that your? You'd like to think thing?
0: so, yeah. Get it in the public domain and force one side to make a move, etc. Hopefully, we'll be that. We'll we'll, we'll do that quite soon.
1: Yeah, and also agree with you on, on Piggott's role. I think we all
0: did. We all sort of thought Piggott was the marquee striker, didn't we? I certainly did. Yeah. I thought you know Bon and Norwood would play roles off the bench. I thought Jackson would be nowhere near it, and I thought Piggott would kind of start every single game this season. But you know Bon has got the shirt. He absolutely deserves it the way he's playing, and uh, and Longway can finish run of form.
1: I've just noticed um, our good friend Craig is, uh, is, has joined us. Um, I think I need to tell us what the GF stands for. I think it's, it's SW Steve Witten, isn't it? Um, welcome back, So well, It's a shame the handsome travel from last weekend is about. Don't know what that's about. Quick question What constitutes a hiding in room 101? <laughs> Anything over 75% um, asking for a friend? Uh, we, oh, yeah. Probably I'm need to you on put on it that way. up. I, I
0: thought you would just skip but over I, it. To I,
1: go because I get accused of censorship, all that kind of stuff, mind games, Fact. you know. Um and you know, I just get bullied on these shows now. Okay. It's just really sad. Right. And what really okay. needs to happen is people need to maybe give me some sympathy, perhaps. And uh, <laughs> see, there you go, easy flip it around. Um, Seb, shall we? Um, let's talk about show Wednesday, shall we? And what again, one of these fixtures that crops up seemingly too often in 2021, um, you know, a fixture that synonymous for the Premier League era, certainly in the yeah. early 90s, um, more so the championship in, in um, more recent times, but it's now a League One fixture. Um, we we were chatting earlier in the Green, weren't we, about Harry from Bath's famous quote, um, owners relegate clubs, and certainly Sheffield Wednesday, this feels like part of that. Certainly that's the situation that's been in the post, hasn't it?
0: absolutely yeah I mean I completely forgot until we were doing the research about the points deduction last season it just I just completely slipped my mind they had a 12-point deduction which was later put to, to six on an appeal and it's basically that they got them relegated I'm not entirely sure I know it was an FFP breach I think it was something to do with the, the sale of Hillsborough if I remember rightly um, and there were a few occasions last year where the playing staff weren't paid on time and stuff so it's a, a prime example of a club where they really really go for it they had those few years when they got to the the playoff final didn't they once and lost on penalties to somebody maybe Huddersfield I can't remember um, but they had those first you know, the first couple of years where the new owner throws a load of money at it, and then unfortunately, it starts to catch up with clubs like we're seeing with with Derby and Reading now, and and, and Sheffield Wednesday are one of those casualties that have have dropped down, and it it all just sits at the uh, at the door of the owner, doesn't
1: it? Lots of similarities as well, aren't there? I mean, the, it went from Steve Bruce, I think, to Tony Pulis, and that yeah. did not go down well. I think any club that's appointing, I, I like Tony Pulis. If you if you hear him outside football. He's a very astute guy. But you know what you're going to get, don't you? You know what you're you know. going to get, don't you? You, you and... know what
0: you're going to be watching every single yeah. week, week in, week out. And I guess if you're picking up points, you might tolerate it a bit. Week kind I of did under Mick, you know, the playoff year and uh, uh, the year before that maybe, where if you're, if you're doing okay, it's, it's tolerable. But as soon as that switch starts and you start to struggle in the league, you know, it just becomes, becomes so stagnant going every single week and it's not an enjoyable experience. And unfortunately for Pulis, he's, he's got that reputation now, hasn't he?
1: And and then uh, si- wasn't he only to, there
0: for like? I'm sure he was there for like a month as well. Wasn't, wasn't he? Wasn't there for long? It was he? It was like December, I think. And then he and then he went.
1: But it, it's it's the recruitment after that, isn't it? You know, their downturn was very rapid, yeah. similar to ours. Ours was, and that was poor recruitment as well. And um I'd argue that at the moment, both teams are kind of in a similar state. We'll talk about the, the transfer business in the summer. They were almost as prolific as as we were, but arguably a team. You know, a manager who came in at a similar time to to Paul Cook actually around March, February time. A team gelling, would you say, Seb? Do they need time to gel?
0: I think so, yeah. It seems to be the the, the buzzword at the minute, doesn't it? I mean, his you know, his record is uh it isn't great, but you know, a, a lot of that is factored into last year. I guess when you take over a club that size with that many issues, a bit I guess a bit like when Lambert came into us, it must be so hard to to, to stop the oil tanker, mustn't it? It must be so hard to kind of turn it around. You'd hope for that new manager bounce. I, I don't think he necessarily got that. And then on the final day there was that crazy game against Derby, wasn't it, where it was winner takes all. Was it three all? I think it finished in the air and Waghorn scored. And yeah, I, I, I think I think it's one of those clubs where it's just such a mess that you try and do the best you can. But once something has downward momentum, it's very, very difficult. As, as we know now, it's very, very difficult to, to turn it around. And, and they started well this season. I guess everyone sort of thought maybe they've turned a corner, but similar to us in the last two years, you know, it doesn't take much for it to start going wrong a little bit and suddenly the natives get a bit restless.
1: Yeah, a bit of rotation. Certainly there's been a lot of that. And
0: Yeah, formation changing. Yeah. And yeah. It all sounds very, very familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, we'll drill
1: into that in in a second. So the other other note I've got here before we kind of put up my my normal kind of um, preamble on the opposition is nine different managers, either permanent or caretaker, since January 2018, which seems crazy, crazy, doesn't it? it?
0: That must be out there with Forrest in terms of the most managers in a period of time.
1: So that's what you get. Just chucking in some more comments before we move on as well. Welcome back, Seb. Sorry you had to be away. Um, We've got Michael. G'day, Michael. Um, all the way down in Brisbane, close win will do. Uh, what else have we got in here? Lots of stuff on tomorrow. So let's um let's keep going with that, shall we? And we'll come back to the comments. Um, so as for details on Sheffield Wednesday, here comes the video loading. There we go. Um, the houses we know, Hillsborough we know, um, rivals we know, but yeah, 24th finish in the championship again, familiar. <laughs> Story for us, Darren Mora comes in. Barry Bannon's the captain. I've kind of got attacking, that should be attacking midfield really there for, for Bannon. And yeah, last time out, Seb, you know, really positive start. We'll talk about Sado Barahino in a second, um, but he scored a debut goal and then just really lost their way in the, in the game against Shrewsbury, who pegged them back. And it's kind of a familiar story really, isn't it? It's not not creating or, or, or taking their chances.
0: Well, it's strange because they, they started the season playing you know, 4-3-3 pretty rigidly, got the business done in the window, moved to a 4-2-3-1. And when they moved to the 4-2-3-1, Bannon went into the number 10. So you're naturally thinking, right, he's going to pull all the strings and this is exactly how they're going to want to line up and they're going to get him on the ball and he's going to be incredibly influential. But since they've made that formation change, they're really, really starting to struggle in the league. So I don't know if it's a case of, like we said earlier, things needing to gel with new players arriving, but, but something isn't right. And you would, you would think they probably might go back to the 4-3-3 tomorrow just to you know, give themselves some familiarity and, and maybe try and get some confidence back of, of how they started the season off.
1: Last time against us, do you remember this 1-0 Was it
0: very late like 91st minute, 92nd minute? Was it January, February time? I think we all knew at that stage we were down. It was it was one of those games. I mean the Millwall game for me on New Year's Day kind of definitely you know that that, that was it. We were we were going down. I, I remember this one being a quite a cold day if I remember rightly and yeah, we you know at that point we were we were done.
1: Yeah, I remember this one because um at the time Harry and I were doing the pre-match or the preview show. And I I remember a Sheffield Wednesday fan taking us to task because Harry singled out Lucas Jow. In a similar way to what what I've been doing this season, you know, you you single out a player and he scores. And we were told, oh, Lucas Jow is not a threat. I don't know what you're talking about. And then he pops up and taps in the (laughs) last minute winner. winner, Sort of, Yeah, you know, we we told you so kind of thing. Um, But yeah, very. that was certainly one of the, from the defeats that kind of made that relegation start to feel very real yeah. and despite most you know a good chunk of the campaign still remaining um in terms of bits and pieces of business as well um i've kind of singled out so we mentioned barino signs i think it's He's the big name is the
0: big yeah the big yeah. i guess he goes back to him. darren moore was probably his captain i assume at west brom was he Oh, that's So I guess he's share. seeing a bit of a father figure there, and I guess he yeah. thinks he can get the best out of him again, take him under his wing, maybe because that's where Berry, you know played his best football. You know, that's when he was linked with with big moves. I think to Spurs at one time before he went. He went to Stoke for a considerable fee, I think. Mm. Um, but I guess Darren Moore thinks he can get something out of him. Um, maybe, maybe he knows him from from that role there, and I guess he's hoping he can re re reinvigorate his career from after what he's done in Belgium.
1: Um, and, yeah, it was a $12 million fee up front that was with, a, fifth, it was a, with extra yeah. add-ons as well. Um, so, clearly, expectation there. But certainly a feeling that maybe Darren Moore, as you said, can, can – Put the arm around the shoulder, as it were, and and yeah. bring the rest out of him. He looks um, that I, kind of
0: player, doesn't he? He looks the kind of player yeah. who needs the arm player. around the shoulder type. Yeah. yeah, I guess you know, doing a uh, was who was at Stoke when he was there, Tony Pulis, Mark Hughes. Hughes. You know, they kind of yeah. yeah, they're kind of old school kind of managers. I get the impression that they, you know, he wouldn't respond well to those those kind of perhaps management techniques. I might be being unfair there, but that's just what I think. I'd imagine someone like Darren Moore, you know, a, a more kind of modern manager, let's say, might well just put the arm around him and know how to know how to really really fire him up. But let's hope it starts after uh, after tomorrow
1: um the other signing that i've i've picked out there bailey peacock farrell online from burnley um northern Ireland international goalkeeper um really important to replace kieran westwood who left in the summer a big you know big long ter- long-term serving there Westwood and he's come in and, and been very dependable from my here lots of players out though um as much as they brought in lots 14 out 14 in as well um adam reach is one that i singled out but jordan rhodes um you remember him? Um, he's he's gone. <laughs> Captain Tom Lee's went. Also, then a to huge, it beard. was a
0: huge clear out, wasn't it? I'm guessing it was clearing yeah. the decks and then you know clearing the wage bill as well, given their financial issues. It was a massive, massive turnaround. And and other than us and maybe Wigan, I guess you could say they probably had one of the the best windows. Is that fair? Of last summer, you know, some of the players they bought yeah. in were were decent players, but even before they got Berahino.
1: Yep, and um, Lee's just helped us out with the trajectory of managers. Bruce Monk, Pulis, Moore, all in the same. Oh season. yeah, I forgot Gary Monk and Neil yeah, Thompson. Don't forget as well, Lee Neil Thompson in there as caretaker except which left back um, and skip uh, twelve million. That's one and a half of Um Yeah, not 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 current, not current version. Um, so plenty of business, plenty of gelling. We've talked about that, and as you said, Seb, the season so far mixed bag, isn't it? But you've you've discovered about three different formations and, and we're not sure whether they're going to stick with the formation that they played against shrewsbury either
0: no yeah it's the 43 start. one clearly isn't working i mean they've played it in three games and they've they've lost what against Morecambe, got battered at plymouth the surprise early runners in the league and then got the draw against shrewsbury last time out so maybe it's not that system maybe it's something else but that system so far for them doesn't appear to be working whereas at the start of the season you know three good wins including a very impressive one at rotherham that was a four three three. so i wouldn't be surprised if they go back to that tomorrow
1: I think, yeah, certainly the, the wingers are, are an issue. There's got lots of options in midfield, and I, and I don't think that's that's necessarily the problem. But I, I think certainly what he's trying to do is is create and score more goals from the wide positions. Because at the moment, I mean, as you said, there's just not too many goals no. in this team. I mean, if you look at the front line, um, Windass, a player that we've been linked with quite a lot, and it's known to Paul Cook, he's out injured. Um, so lots of expectation on Lee Gregory who to be fair to him is probably in terms of two goals and four starts isn't
0: it it's probably he's getting he's getting on now though isn't he he's, he's, yeah. he's 33 34 I think now so he is he's is potentially getting on
1: it's a good ratio in in respect of his career for this snapshot of games but he's not a player who's you know he's, he's in his league career never got 20 goals in the season he's got you know, eighteen and got close, um, but he's not going to be banging them in on it on his own. So they do need to get players and bodies around him, and that's why you can see Barina do that. But it also means that Barry Bannon has to float and push up as well. So it is just feel like this this system isn't really working for them. Wow. And he had been rigid with the four three three more, but definitely feels like he's experimenting.
0: They just need to find it, a way, don't they, to get to get Bannon on the ball and become influential. I think has he got one assist or maybe one goal? He's got one, one or the other this season in seven appearances. He started every game, and they've just got to find a way to get him more more influential and really starting to dictate games. Because we've seen in the past, you know, his quality is superb. I was surprised he didn't get snapped up by somebody in the in the championship in the summer, given the the, the financial peril i guess they were in yeah. i'm surprised nobody came in for him um so they've got to find a way to start making him tick because when they do you know he's got the quality to be probably one of the best players if not the best player in this league potentially yeah i agree
1: with that and in terms of transfer business keeping him is probably as you say most important and he, he's got the captain's armband. um let's go back and see what we said what, what we've got in the comments some comments about sheffield wednesday some comments about ipswich gary's view um is that piggott um, isn't as suited to that silo frontman role as much as Bon is. And I think we'd, we'd probably agree with that. It's a bit of a, I'm trying to remember who, who he played alongside with AFC Wimbledon, whether he was a lone frontman there. We need to do some research, don't we? Um, Skip, um Waghorn relegated Wednesday. I was gutted. Um, and also, so it's really similar to Mick. Yeah. I think yeah. the Cardiff fans are finding out about Mick at the moment, aren't they? Um, I think difficult week for them last week. Um, Skip also talking about the number 10 role. Um difficult often works best with a second striker of physical centre midfield pushing on like crooks. Meow who's obviously a long term target. And I think that's probably where Scott Fraser's been unfortunate. Um, because I think in a the different system uh, MK Dons is a number 10. I think he thrived there. But for us, there's more reliance on it to on that number 10 to be up there, isn't it? So um interesting thought there. Um, Lee Moore never managed um Sido, but and might have had him at youth level, but never managed him. There you go. Lee giving us. I, th-
0: I think he was captain, though. Surely he was captain That's, at the time he was coming through, mate. Yeah.
1: Skip. And then I'm going through these in chronological order. Okay. I'm kind of skipping him, even if he's magic with the. Uh, yeah, I'm oh, not I'm sure. We've Got the wrong end of stick, maybe there. Um, do they ever play with a long throw? Michael asks. I don't know. But I don't we do know. know um, yeah, well, there's someone there who we do know. You've singled out a few players who've got an Ipswich connection, obviously, Matt Penny is one having joined us. Um, somebody who does have a long throw, I thought was one, Dominic
0: Iorfa. Dominic Ialfa, yeah. Obviously, we had him on loan in the uh, mix last year, wasn't it? Seventeen, eighteen. Primary Primarily, played as a right-back for us, but he plays as a, a centre-back for them. You know, he was always a big, strapping, athletic guy. Especially with Tyro Mings, I guess. You know, he started in the full-back positions, and as time goes on, he's found himself at the uh, at the heart of the defence. He, uh, he stayed throughout the summer, which I think was a bit of a coup as well. Um, and he started all seven games this season, and they've got a pretty decent defence. They've got four clean sheets so far this year. So it's not been the defence that's been the issue. It's been the other end of the pitch. So, you know, hopefully, uh, he won't be uh, won't won't be that influential or that good tomorrow. But just a bit of a a bit of a blast from the past. I seem to remember, didn't we go to Villa away in mix last year? And I also had an absolute nightmare, if I remember rightly. It ended up getting sub saying he was injured. And then after the game, I'm sure Mick came out and said, you better be injured or something and suggesting that there'd been some, uh, uh, some shenanigans I'll say, but, um, but yeah, there's him. And also um, he's injured at the moment, but Massimo Luongo a blast in the past. Oh. Remember in the uh, Paul Jewell signed him in the summer that we signed uh, Luke Chambers. And then I think he, played what two or three games at the start of the year and then when jewel went and mick came in he, he was never going to be mixed cup of tea was he so i think the loan got cut short well i think he was on loan from spurs at the time if i remember rightly uh but yep. he dropped down went to swindon and, and has worked his way back up so he's injured he's played one game this season against Rotherham he played the full 90 but he won't be he won't be playing tomorrow but yeah they're the uh the, the two ex itfc links
1: good stuff and i offer i think has got a long throw but He's playing a centre-back. He won't take Yeah, he won't be taking him.
0: Oh, no, but Butler was playing centre-back for uh, Cheltenham, wasn't he? And he took them all. There you go. Not Butler, Tozer, whoever it was. Tozer.
1: Yeah, now, now your local club. There you go. Um, skip back again. Um, Derby Wednesday game on the last day of the season. Dunkley had a horror show. Yeah, I think Dunkley's one of those up-and-down players, already confident players. That back, that centre-back pairing of I offer and Dunkley, if it's that, would give me a bit of hope, as he says, Selina... Um, could have fun there um, if he plays. That is a bit of a risky situation there. You'd be—I'm surprised an ex-center back would. I mean, he's—he's he's coaching. I offer to do that position. He, we know he's, he's got good physical stature, um, and as Dunkley does as well. So it's a—it's a big bruising centre back pairing. But it's a player not really knowing the position alongside a player who, as we said, whose is, is form is sometimes a little bit spiky. A bit of a gamble there
0: potentially, yeah, and you'd like to think, you know, with Bond playing on the shoulder for the whole 90 minutes and being a bit of a pest, we can look to get some joy there with, with through balls and stuff. I is quite quick, if I remember rightly, yeah. um, but he's a big guy, so hopefully, you know, Celine, like we said, can, can really get on the ball, start to influence things, play the through balls, or get crosses and stuff in from wide with, with Burns. I assume Burns will play and whoever plays on the left, and hopefully we can get some joy out of them, because oh, they, they've got a reasonable defence. Like I said, four clean sheets in seven games, mm. um, but it could be an area we could look to exploit, given the, uh, the, the relative newness to the role of of uh, Iorfa and and, and Dunkley's up-and-down form.
1: Evening to Steve, QPR beating West Brom. They don't need Borne here. Um, Keep us posted on that. And obviously, any exciting um, incidents in the Ryder Cup as well? I can't concentrate on more There won't be any. There's not anything. Um, EJ and Piggott played in the two-man AFC Women, which would make sense, wouldn't it? So, um, yeah, that's um, certainly something that I, I do worry about Piggott. I really want him to be a success, but it does feel like one of these signings and there's a few of them. And I mentioned Louis Barry and it's not a criticism of Barry nor Piggott, but you just wonder that they are the types of signings that make a statement, but don't necessarily fit with the system that the manager wants to play. Do you get what I mean?
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think we all thought Piggott would be the one. And we got excited when Barry joined as well. You know, such an amazing youth prospect. But then you go out the next day and sign, you know, Carl Edwards. Bond starts season on form. So comes in. Uh, I'd, I'd put Chaplin in that group as well. You know, Chaplin's back on the bench now. I know he's been injured. He didn't really have a chance to shine so far this season. But I, I think there's a couple of players there who are probably signed, expecting to be, you know, marquee signings going to start every single game and and for whatever reason either bad luck injuries or other people's form they can't get themselves into the into the side at the minute which could be a a concern as the season goes on
1: yeah
0: but we know piggott's quality so you know if bond does have a a dry spell or picks up an injury or suspension to have somebody like joe piggott available to come in will will make the world a difference
1: and if if bigger wants to have a you know have a successful career he can't he has to be coached and and learn different facets of the game as well. So. Hopefully Knuckle that's, down, happening work hard. Yeah, absolutely. that's yeah. the gelling point that, you know I, think, I know that we're kind of a bit bored of it now but there is something to be said in that and that and that goes for players figuring out the system as well so hopefully that will improve as well
0: botox cosmetic out botulinum toxin a fda approved for over 20 years so talk to your specialist to see if botox cosmetic is right for you for full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com.
2: That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's maximize your home advantage with mcdelivery you win order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurant's 18 plus serving times. delivery fee In terms apply see mcdonald's.com
1: whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content nordvpn has the solution for you and are now in partnership with us here at blue monday nordvpn can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events box sets or films With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITSE match program each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. So get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process we've we've talked about formations um we've kind of taken a punt that we think they may be a return back to the 4-3-3 the standard 4-3-3 purely because of bringing berrahino in um in terms of the style of play seb short pass is possession based doesn't surprise yeah. us. That's way the Dolkhorst are played.
0: Everything seems to come down the right as well. They seem to... Jack Hunt, the right back, has started every single game. Um, and they seem to be looking to build a relationship between him and, I guess, Berahino on the, the right forward kind of role. But the, the vast majority of their attacks come down the right-hand side. So I guess we've got Penny coming in at left back. Uh, whoever, Fraser, I'm assuming, will be the one slightly tucked in on the left. He's going to have to give Penny a bit of protection. And we're going to have to be on our, uh, on our game on that side of the pitch tomorrow.
1: I mean the stats on their passing. I mean, I, f- I found um, I think it's who dot com, um, and the, the breakdown of passes that are made by Sheffield Wednesday players. Eighty percent of the pass types are short, fifteen percent long ball, and five percent of crosses. I mean that's that's crazy. I don't know whether that is, is is current and and as of last week, but it seems to me that. There's a lot of possession. It's, it's, I dare I say it. It's kind of very Lambert-esque.
0: Yeah, because, it might just be balls along the back line, mind. Yeah, name. getting
1: around the eighteen-yard box, yeah. and the the finishing isn't isn't great. Um, Gregory's is the only kind of player that's is good in the air there, and I and it just feels like there's there's no real credible threat there. It's all about Bannon to me, um, you know. And I wonder whether again uh, he's too influential. If you know what I mean, it's there's too much. There's an understanding. Too much reliance on him. Yeah, Yeah, no plan.
0: No plan B. If Bannon's not on it, there's no plan B. He can
1: pop up with a long range, or he can go for an amazing dribble. You know, I was looking at their the average positions, and and Bannon was basically up alongside the striker. And I'd notionally been playing as a ten, but I think against Shrewsbury, was in a midfield two, possibly. Um, No, he wasn't. He was in a midfield three, but he will progress probably as much as the striker, I'd imagine. And I and I just wonder whether that that system is a little bit too fluid. And, and that's why, you know, the midfield trio that I've got here, really, if it's a 4-3-3, will be Bannon on the left. Lewis Wing, who's coming from Borough, bit of a mixed start by all accounts. And probably the, the kind of pick of the, the the business and the pick of the midfield apart from Bannon is um, Dennis Adenarin. Adenarin? you go with Adenarin. Um signed from Everton on a free was at Wickham last season in the championship. So notionally has stepped down. But I think he's probably the pick. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna single out a say a player this week because um I, I've got guess. history there. But I think I think Bannon's too obvious as it was last week with Scully. Um, but I think yeah, a dinner in is probably the one, if I've said that right, apologies if I haven't. Um it's probably the the player that's making the most impact there in midfield. Um, I mean there's options here, sir, so, but it just as I said feels like it's still more still trying to, he's still experimenting, isn't he? And he's I got a so. philosophy, you know, he's come through Westbrook. Yeah. I remember we drew... Yeah, one well. old John
0: Nolan scored, and they sacked him straight away afterwards, didn't they? Yeah. it seemed ridiculously okay. harsh. I think they were like fourth or fifth at the time. They were definitely in the playoffs. So it seemed really, really harsh a to make. Then he dropped down to Doncaster, and he did quite well. When not they on the cusp of the playoffs? They beat us. Cusp of the playoffs when he left Tell you to what? go to...
1: Yeah, Schifler I've, I've written, it, written it down. So Doncaster was sixth. When he when left, he left. In yeah, War. they ended up 14th, yeah, and this season obviously they're bottom, um, but have finally got the win as as we have. So more certainly the departure there well, was West, felt.
0: West Brom were in the playoffs, and did they yeah. end up going? They, I don't know, they stayed playoffs. down that year, didn't they? They stayed down though, and then Billy I, the t- I think they, they might have up. lost to Villa okay. in those playoffs. Okay, um,
1: but uh, and Moore's Doncaster team, I remember a one-all draw under Lambert, and they absolutely battered us. I think it was one-all or nil-nil. And I remember sitting there watching them, absolutely pass us to death, dominate the ball, um, and just couldn't get that killer instinct. So it's all sounding quite familiar. familiar. There. Um, so let's hope that it's similar tomorrow. But how do you how do you combat that then, Seb? And is it all about our wide players? And the threat we have down the side tomorrow is it for you.
0: I think so. Yeah, like I said, most of their attacks come down the right, and we're going to have to make sure that our uh, our two fullbacks. Are, well, Danasian, I guess, will give you a natural more protection than Vincent Young because he won't go forward as much. Um, so you'd like to think he can keep the the winger on that side quiet. Berahino's a class act, so Penny's going to have to be really, really on it. But then if we can just keep Burns and Fraser relatively pushed up, you know, and force their force their wide players back, then it'll make a big, big difference. And like we said earlier, hopefully, if Selena starts, which I think he probably will, if he starts in the number ten round. And can look to really, really get on the ball and uh, and slot through balls through to Bonn, who can just be a pest and play on the last shoulder of the last man for all game. You know, we might get some joy there as well. But the, the wide positions tomorrow are going to be key.
1: Yeah. Um, let's go back to the comments. I've, I saw this one a while back, and Michael's making the controversial statements here swap Pigot for Bonn in January window. Go on, Seb. Would you do that?
0: How do you mean, as in put him on the transfer deal? What do you mean, swap Piggott for Bond? I don't I don't understand Offer that.
1: Offer Piggott for Bond in the January 10th, so Oh, I'll
0: we'll give it to oh, QPR? Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Well, if he's not going to play, he's probably a big wager. Dennis. If Piggott's not going to play and he's going to want to play, he's not going to want to come and sit on a bench somewhere. If it secures the Bond deal, then then why not?
1: I quite like Piggott. I want to keep Piggott here. I want to say Piggott's going to make a contribution. An oh, yeah, I
0: think, absolutely. I think he will. Yeah, I think he will.
1: Talking of. He's already got two goals,
0: let's not forget. I know one was very controversial and one's a penalty, but he's probably our our second top scorer, isn't he, after Bonn?
1: Skip's a big fan of Chaplin. Will be a huge signing once he hits form. Do you agree with that?
0: hopefully yeah like i said earlier you know we've not seen the best of him yet with his injury and then being in and out the side um but that number 10 role is so there's so much traffic now in front of him isn't there selina's is kind of the main man fraser has been shunted out slightly so Chaplin's gonna have to work hard to get back in but you know a player of his quality championship player of the month for barnsley one one month in their playoff year you know he's, he's got some real real pedigree behind him and he'll, he'll be back in the side sooner rather than later i would have thought yep.
1: evening to eric eric clacton Reg Piggott was Ipswich Captain in the 50s, my grandmother told me. Any relation? though, That's what we want to know. Is any, Reg any relation of Joe? Um, Jonoffi, in time, I would like to think we could have another formation integrated <laughs> into our options with two up top, either a three-five-two or a four-four-two. to which Mikey, who I hosted the very excellent... I don't think that
0: will happen whilst, yeah, whilst Cook is yeah, here. An
1: excellent pod with our friends from Wigan and Portsmouth, and we were told there would be no alternative formation. But I do agree with Jonoffi there. You know, I... I maybe i'm maybe i'm biased by football manager experience um it always seems to me that in league one you've got to play two strikers in football manager um but maybe i'm wrong on that one but I'd, i'd like to think there was a plan b there but you know again if you've got better players than most teams in the division and tactically you're set up so you don't concede stupid goals then maybe it isn't as difficult as we think and Maybe one formation is right. I, th- I,
0: I think know. we've proven to Cook he's never going to change from four two three one. He tried it last year. Did he go to four four two for like one game? And then we're straight back to the four two three one. So I uh I I think he's very much a four two three one man unless we're chasing a game.
1: Nick says four four two second half against Lincoln question mark. I don't think I didn't follow up on that. so about. we weren't, yeah. Um Question from Charlie. Um, Ladky are back in. Oh, yeah. Obviously, came back in for the injured Walton. Yeah. Kept a clean sheet. Back in. Um, I think it
0: would, I think it would do his confidence. It would destroy his confidence if he was taken out now, having kept that first clean sheet. You know, Walton, was it an abductor injury or some sort of muscle injury? So I don't know if he's going to be back or not. But even if he is, Clacky I think, deserves to start tomorrow to give himself that, you know, that chance to now hopefully build a bit of confidence and a bit of momentum.
1: Michael, um, so Wednesday don't do Wednesday on Saturday, isn't it? Saturday, <laughs> Wednesday, yeah. Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday, yeah. Sorry, that's that's a joke for the Ted Lasso fans out there. Um, I don't think this will be a thing tomorrow, but I'm, I always say this. I might be wrong. Um, I don't. As we said before, Michael, the stats suggest that long, sure long passes make up fifteen yeah. percent of their overall passing volume there. So I'd be surprised if they revert to that, but. You know, Darren Moore's got to try and find a formula, hasn't he? And, and maybe, maybe that will—he's seen how that's worked for other teams. If he's if he's tactically astute, Darren Moore, he should be picking that up. It worked so well for Everett and Bolton, you know.
0: It did, but then obviously we've got Donassian at right back, who will naturally be more—he's a more defensive player. I guess he's penny more defensive than Coulson potentially as well. So you might have naturally two more defensive fullbacks. That space hopefully won't be there but in behind them for the for the wingers to run onto.
1: Yeah, um. I'd like to see us get more players in the box A skip. Too many times Burns Edwards get behind, but only one player to cross to. Yeah, I, I think that's that's fair. And that's also a consequence yeah. of the number 10 being an attacking midfield rather than a forward as well. That sensibility to be there and to buddy up with the striker. Right? I totally agree. I think we pick that out as, as a as a bit of a defect in the system as well. Um FBL Tractor. Evening to FBL Tractor. Um, and thank you for that review on um The podcast app as well. Very much appreciate that. If you want to leave us a review on your podcast app of choice, um, hopefully a five-star positive review. Obviously, Um, FBI Tractor did a very, a very lovely one, um, and quoted the office, which we always love. Um, So thank you for that. Um, He's got a lot of time for Darren Moore. I've got a lot of time for Darren Moore as well.
0: I yeah, thought he was very, 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 very harshly sacked at West Brom. Did a great job at Doncaster. Yeah, I think he's a, a good player, didn't he? Um, a good manager, sorry. Didn't he? We took over, didn't he? Did he beat Man United like in the penultimate game of the relegation season? Oh, the he, he did. He did quite well, I think, when he yeah. when he took over. But it was too late to to, to turn it round. So no, I I like him as well.
1: Yeah, I, I a manager who tries to play the right way as well. I think that's good. Um, and but yeah, obviously from. <laughs> Next week onwards we can we can hope that Darren Ward as well. Um lots of people doing transferred hypothetical transfer deals to get bond from QPR. Skips offering Norwood. Um <laughs> FBR tractors offering Holy Ken NCI, and Jackson. Yeah, fine. Yeah. The no bomb squad will give them that. Oh. Um yeah, fair enough. Um lots of yeah, I mean lots of stuff about Norwood in the comments. Yeah. Um, I think we dealt with that on the live show. Um Paul, evening to Paul, and um, a member of the very excellent ITFC Southwest supporters branch. So good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you guys are listening uh, to this, to those guys, your thoughts on Bond playing ahead of Norwood. I really like that partnership against Morecambe on the opening day, um, the flick on from Norwood, the head of... Flick from, on from Norwood, the, yeah, you mean yeah. Norwood
0: in the number 10, or does he, mean Norwood, does he mean Bond starting ahead of Norwood? Norwood in the 10, I guess, is... Norwood in the it's 10, one of those, in, I like in those it. Roles. Yeah, I mean he's got that hustle and bustle, and that streetwise kind of kind of thing, but he, he will force you to play more direct.
1: Yeah, they go by head of. i mean, in front of. Yeah, I I like I do think Norwood has got a potential role as a number ten. Um, I purely because I think he puts himself a, about quite a bit.
0: I mean, he's Streetwise, t- isn't he? In this league, he's streetwise. Yeah. He's he'll put himself about, which you could I guess you could argue maybe none of the others would do. But do you not think the temptation would then just be there for the fullbacks to go to go long every time and 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 look to get him the flick-ons?
1: But if that works, what's the problem?
0: maybe, well you spent three years and that was the problem when Mick McCarthy was manager but we yeah, but were it it pushing, for the, right, pushing for the playoffs in the in the championship but I, I don't know you know, it's I, I've got no issue with, with seeing it, uh, maybe in the cup games would be ideal, Yeah, in the EFL trophy games and stuff or the FA Cup early games to, to try new things, we saw a striker dropping deep at Cheltenham away when Piggott was sort of in the number 10 role and that kind of worked okay and I guess like we said a minute ago, the frustration at the moment is that the number 10 isn't getting into the box because they haven't got that natural connection to the, the striker, if you play Play two strikers in the two roles. You're naturally going to have two people in the box every single time a cross is put in because it's their natural inclination to do that. So you might well find that we can either score more goals or certainly get more bodies into the box with that kind of a formation.
1: No, Norwich does play for John. Agree or, with that. Yeah, I lot agree with people that. People him on the scrap. Even John, another member. I think um, he'll of Southwest. So again, I think he'll
0: have a role when the when the winters come in and we get some suspensions and stuff. You know, he's uh, he's, gonna, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna have a, a role to play this year. I agree.
1: Yeah, I need to go back to the comments very briefly because um I want some predictions in the chat by the way for the score tomorrow um and um any selection stuff that people want to give me as well I'd, I'd had to go back to skip's comment here bannon is a pound shop judge or zip <laughs> yeah I'd say so um yeah the, the thoughts on the injury seb um I need to find the first person to ask it. There we go. Skip, skip again. Skip very prolific, and i asking all the right questions. Um, you should host the podcast, Skip, much better than me. Who do you think the second mystery injury is? Prosper Evans?
0: It's um, us. It could be anybody, yes. couldn't it? Let's be honest. It's us. Uh, it EJ could be Burns. any one of them.
1: Burns. Well, Burns um, is being
0: managed carefully. He's got, is it an Achilles Evans issue? Is he's, got, he's, got, he's got some sort of issue, Burns. So I guess Marcus he's being
1: managed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, um, yeah. Hopefully it's not and Hopefully it's not one of the centre-backs. They're the crucial ones.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, your thoughts then, Seb, on tomorrow? Are you what are you are you expecting an unchanged team as much as possible? A lot of people, obviously Penny in, and and in at fullback.
0: Yeah, I think otherwise... so. Burgess and Edmondson at the back. Clacky still in goal. Evans and Carroll in midfield. No reason I don't think to drop one of those two. And then I guess Burns right. Selina ten. I, I think Selina will start this one and maybe rest him against against Doncaster. This is the tougher of the two games. So maybe rest him against Doncaster. Fraser on the left, slightly tucked in, and, and Bon up front. I think that that the team kind of picks itself at the moment. Yep. I'm not expecting many goals. Obviously, you know, they, they, they don't score many goals. They're okay defensively. So I think it'll be a one, one. And then I think we'll follow up with a win against Doncaster on Tuesday night.
1: Oh, I like that. I think that's, I think that's a sensible prediction. I'm going to go for another one nil for Ipswich. I'm going to try and be positive. And James is going for a two. He's doubly positive compared to me. Um,
0: and this is what we've got to hope, right? We've got so to hope wow. last week's result really, really get some momentum going, get some confidence going. It sounds like it's going to be a big crowd. Didn't they say yesterday they're expecting over 20,000 oh, and they'll bring a load of yeah. their fans with them for whatever the Saw away allocation out. is? Okay, yes, yeah. so what's that? 2,000 people probably to 1,800? I don't know, whatever. They'll, they'll make a good a, a good lot of noise. So it should be a really, really good atmosphere. Uh, hopefully the players will respond to it.
1: Charlie D going for 3-2. Skip, no, no, Skip, I want to hear keep getting involved. So I'm sorry. No, don't need to apologize. We want to, this is for you guys. Live interactions, all about getting involved in the chat. Definitely. You're asking absolutely the right question. So don't, don't hold back on my account. We want to hear from you. Um, Selena will rip them apart. I saw that from Charlie D as well. Other scores. What have we got here? Um, skip's going for a three, one Selena to score. Paul one, all he's going for a pre- yeah, that's what I think yeah, that's what I think your thoughts there, John, hopefully not a lad key injured. Yeah. Um, nick's going for another one nil i think me and nick yeah smart definitely everyone smart. seems
0: very confident now it's amazing what a win yeah, can do are. isn't it you know, to, to to flip the mood around
1: yep two nil town two one and paul's telling us two thousand um sold there for i the mean it would ball.
0: be it would, it would be a great statement wouldn't it let's be honest if we can beat them and then go and beat doncaster on tuesday night like oh, we said funeral, there, it's the, it's the, yeah it's the first real test we've had and we know these nine point weeks can make such a big big Difference to, to to shooting up the league.
1: Um, the, any uh, final thoughts on shepherd Wednesday? Get them in the comments because we're going to move on in a minute to Football Room One Hundred One. Before we do, Seb, I'm going to hand over to you for my favourite feature, and here's your intro. Is it about the skip? Is the,
0: is the partridge? Is the partridge music just here to stay now? Is it forever?
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: Oh, All because I made a comment about bridges once. Yeah. And you say you're the one that gets bullied on this podcast. <laughs> What's your
1: fat of the week?
0: <laughs> 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 I've got I've got three this week I've got the obvious one which is why they call Sheffield Wednesday and the reason for that is it was formerly a cricket club that only could play on a Wednesday when they could get time off work and when it came to the winter months they uh, they needed a new sport to play to keep fit until the cricket season started again so they founded the football club and started playing it it was just known as the Wednesday that's what they called it originally and then in 18 something 1829 or something they, uh, they they changed 1929 sorry they changed it to, uh, to Sheffield Wednesday so that is why they are called Wednesday and like you said earlier if you've got any confusion over that just go and watch ted lasso from about three episodes ago i think and it sums it up perfectly Coach uh, there.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah uh also got one did you know they used to be referred to as the blades that was their nickname it's like Ooh. us being called the canaries it's weird isn't it that's what they were known as because there was no sheffield united there was sheffield wednesday and there was no sheffield united at all they helped to build bramwell lane and then they moved out to a place called Owlerton or something and that's when they got the nickname the owls but that just seemed Really, really weird to me to be referred to by your, your diehard because that's that's a fierce rivalry. That one, the Sheffield rival is very, very fierce. So, to be known as your, you know, your, your, your rival's nickname seems very strange. Imagine if we were called the Canaries or whatever, or the Budgies or whatever, you're horrible, wouldn't it? It wouldn't, wouldn't ever, ever feel right. Uh, and the last one I've got, we were actually involved in a betting scandal with Sheffield Wednesday that I'd never heard of till I did some research for this show. So, in 1964, there was a Scottish international player called Jimmy Gold, and he convinced three Sheffield Wednesday players to bet against. Sheffield Wednesday when they played us in the league... We won the game. I think we won two-nil or something, uh, and no one thought any more of it. I mean, you know, it's 1960s. There's there's no technology like there is today to try and catch people. And then Jimmy Gould, because he was absolutely skint, decided to sell that story to a tabloid newspaper for the the in sum of pound. seven yeah seven thousand pounds. Implicated himself in it. He went to jail because obviously they threw the book in. And the three players who were uh, who, who were taking the bets were uh, were banned for life. Although later on, two returned the ship of Wednesday, so they clearly got rid of the ban. But yeah, he he instigated the uh, the, the the fraud he uh, then tried to try to implicate them and get himself a bit of a payday from a tabloid and then he went to prison so i thought that was interesting as well so three facts this week for you
1: jimmy and gould
0: jimmy gould yeah i never heard of him some Whoa, former scottish international, people. apparently but never heard of him but yeah didn't didn't work at all
1: there you go three for the price three of facts, one. All yeah. top quality i mean none of this bridge nonsense this is <laughs> this is the standard now you set you know, if, if the standard stays high, what, what, when the, the club's tune.
0: established and old, it's it's so much more easy to do. Oh, Christ, God. I was doing a, a fact about a club that was about ten years younger than I am. It was a, it was a struggle that week. i not really a good
1: fact in its own, to be fair. Um, Gary, <laughs> thank you for the like on Facebook. Even to Facebook, hello to Facebook. The underrated fact. Um, the theme tune has gone very down very well in the comments. Um, FXT <laughs> F- Monkey Tennis. Um, very seventy sitcom. Yeah. Uh, it's the quiz of the week, yeah. Arm wrestling Chaz and Dave, yeah. This has gone down super well. Um, yeah, and then, um, I don't know whether this Eric Clapton just swan, yeah. So, this is going really well. Um, and then FBI Tractors belatedly predict got his prediction in, um, 10 0 Champions League winners by 2025. <laughs> you want a game and has got to my head. yeah don't worry FPL Tractor that's fine he's only kidding me.
0: that'll be no, great no. if that happens because some of us got very excited on the day of the American Takeover and Skybet did a thing where it was a, a bet will Ipswich Town be a Premier League club by 2025 and because I was incredibly excited and, and probably off my face on Bud Light and Miller Light and Cause I decided to, uh, to stick a tenner on that so yeah if they win the Champions League in 2025 it'll be brilliant because I'll win a, a load of money as well
1: wow there you go have you got cash out on it
0: not yet I don't think Wait, so okay too far in the future
1: and um owleton fxt's borrowing the logic on owleton will be Suffolk stallions (laughs) soon that's got the nice american vibe to it as well so there you go i feel like i need to play um your theme tune again Seb, and we'll go straight into the theme tune for room 101 let's see how good my my mixing skills are here we go Not quite. There was a moment where you could see our faces. We both looked. It was like one of those ones where you take a photo and no one's <laughs> expecting it, and they look a bit dumb. Um, so yeah. So um, as per Craig's earlier message about um, what I, don't, I forget what he was a battering. I don't know what he was talking about. Nonsense. A um, whitewash. This will cover up our faces, so if, if we could we can look gormless behind this photo. Um, here's the league table. So last week, um, Craig um, had a. Um, Begging for shirts, landslide victory there, which was not a surprise. Uh, but um I'm top of the league with three points, three things in. I've got the three pm blackout, dumb appeals, and shirts changing every year. You've got stuttering run-up pens, half and half scarves. Yeah, but so, well,
0: you you may be top of the league, but it's 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 half each, let's be honest.
1: Oh, on points per game, we're level pegging, that's fine. I'm happy to concede that. Um <laughs> Do you want to go
0: second or first? I'll go second. You can go first this week. Mind games. I will okay. notice as well there's a nice comment yeah. from Skip there about uh, saying my facts were great and he's going to vote for me in room 101. But you've not put that on the screen. So interesting. Yeah, you know. Interesting. But, if that had been the round about you, it would have been straight up there, wouldn't it? Let's be honest
1: you i mean you, this is the thing you you have such a high opinion of me like i'm no i know exactly what i'm doing <laughs> i'm just crap at hosting that's, the, that's <laughs> the only situation apologies skip i missed that and paul's got a good one here as well in 1964 the captain of stoke was sat for a match fix i was informed of a if by registered post <laughs> Love that. Yeah. I'll tell you, yeah we'll t- tell you in a few days whether you're, whether you're sacked um <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy to go first. Um, I don't think you want me to, though, because I'm bringing out the big guns this well, I'm week.
0: I'm hoping mine will be longer in people's minds. That's my plan.
1: Okay, I'm putting into... um I don't know how to phrase this into a, a, like a pithy soundbite to get into a, um, a, a vote on Twitter, but um Pep has grinded my gears this week with his chat about... Um, Premier League second teams or reserve teams in the EFL pyramid so I'm putting into Room 101 rich Premier League clubs stockpiling all of the young talent in the EFL and then having no idea how to how to nurture and cultivate that talent so they need to create a brand you know they need to stick their under 23s through the EFL pyramid taking up the space of a legitimate community-led club I just such an arrogance. And it's also so short-sighted, so greedy. I just think that it's a bad take of Pep. And he's kind of had two, I think, now. They come in three, so maybe there'll be a third because I think he slagged off their supporters. But just yeah, so, I, I, the club that kind of is is showing around 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds, you know, and you've got it at Chelsea as well. You know, 60, 70 players on their roster. And they... <laughs> And they want to stick – just don't sign these players so young. Let them develop through the EFL pyramid at their clubs and sign them for good money. Get the money – it's a virtuous circle. But no, we've got to stick our under-23s in, in the, in the pyramid. Disgusting. Disgraceful. I'm not having it. And that's going in room 101. Boom. Mic drop.
0: I have to say, yeah, I I I I do agree with this one. As much as it pains me to say, I do really, really agree with that point. And I, I, I think you might have this one, this one in the bag, I would say, this week. So mine is 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 nowhere near as passionate as yours, but it's just something that really, really annoys me. So obviously when you're at a game and let's say let's say it's tomorrow and Selena is brought down twenty-five yards from goal and he's gonna have a direct free kick. Everyone around where I sit, everyone around me starts taking out phones, taking out tablets sometimes, iPads and stuff, holds them up and starts recording the moment in the hope that they can whack it on social media something later. It's really, really annoying. Just enjoy the moment. And you see it as well, don't you? You know when there's like someone scores a goal? I think Ronaldo, when he scored and he's returning against Newcastle, he runs to the crowd. And instead of people going absolutely crazy, losing their minds in the moment, people are just stood there videoing it every time. And it really, really annoys me. You're there to be at the game enjoy the moment don't pull out your massive ipad pro or your google tablet that you must have weirdly brought with you to football in case you can video a magical moment put them all away enjoy the moment enjoy the atmosphere and uh, and that's what i want to chuck into room 101 I, I think you'll win this week but that one just really really gets me gets me annoyed
1: no i can see that i, I think taking an ipad to football is just it's
0: weird isn't it it's just odd
1: flap. Um, and and also the, the 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 thing that annoys me and I've I've been guilty of this. I think you get to a certain age, you, you do this with gigs as well, and and you take out your phone and you're about you know miles away from the stage, but you film it as if like you, your footage is going to be any good. You know, <laughs> yeah. and you don't watch it either. Like no. I can't, but, you know, football matches have got Premier League matches particularly twenty cameras in, and your yeah. and you think your iPads going to capture.
0: And it'll all be way. on YouTube an hour after the game. It'll all be on, you know, there'll, there'll be official highlights released. Sky will have it on. There'll be channels everywhere. Sky Sports will have it on. At uh, no point are you going to think, right, if I don't record this free kick now, I'll never, ever get to see it again if it's a goal or whatever. You know, all these moments are recorded 10 times over and replayed 10 times over. Put your equipment away and enjoy the moment.
1: Be in the moment. Yeah, I quite agree. And we saw something in the Ryder Cup, didn't we? You know, Bryce and yeah, every, Sheffield. Yeah. Everyone's trying the go. Yeah and everyone around him, rather than go. Oh, I want to watch. Then I want to watch his twin close up. I'm going to stick it at my iPhone.
0: Stupid. no enjoy the moment you've paid good money to be there enjoy the atmosphere and enjoy the moment it would never occur to me you know when someone scores a goal and like like, like the, uh, the 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 man united game it would never occur to me ronaldo scored on his return and let, let's say in a hypothetical world marcus stewart came back and he rounds the keeper and he slots it home and then he runs to the north stand it would never occur to me to think oh hang on let me get my phone out and video this you know you just lose yourself in the moment of that of that passion and i just i just can't understand anybody that, that doesn't that doesn't do that
1: there's lots of I I th- I do think FBI tractor has got something if if we can fudge the vote for fifty fifty, I do think this is this is a week where a fifty fifty feels righteous. I do think but yeah, and lots of people supporting slave to phones. Um well, here we go. Steph, would you prefer the official colour artist? the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, Why not? Why not? Exactly right. Um that's the same people tweet a pic of their burger <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um yeah, I th- I think I I you know we'll this open is up, open it up to the people and we'll see what to the vote comes as always. back at. But, yeah. um, but, but certainly, I think um, either of us, uh, both of us, have, have righteous anger here. You know, if it's I'm I was there. You don't. Who's gonna Who's gonna say I don't believe you? Show me your iPad. You know, you have <laughs> got to take a footage of a match to. Oh, but just remember, Pep. Oh, Pep. That was yeah. Sorry, I need to. Forget I'm selling your argument now, aren't I? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, mean, do. Just... I? I
0: have to say, this week I agree with yours as well. So either one this week, I think, will be a, a worthy we winner. Can't
1: lose. Football is the football, football is the is true the...
0: winner. Yeah.
1: There we go. I'm more torn than Natalie really yeah. So skip. <laughs> quite right too. Well, we've done our job then, if if it's a difficult one. So I, I like that. Welcome. That's a good welcome back return form from you there, Seb. Um, let's put our chavy music up and let's um, let's do some plugs. Still loving that theme change. It's great, isn't it? Um, if you want to shout out before we say goodbye as well, now is the time to get your points in there. Um, once again, thank you everyone for joining us. The chat has been excellent. We've had some really, really insightful points. We've had some excellent discussion about um, t- number 10s and strikers options and transfers and injuries and Sheffield Wednesday and Natalie Imbruglia. So yeah, I've really enjoyed tonight. So thank you everyone. And thank you again, um, Seb, for all your hard work, your research. And your excellent, passionate plea around Football Room 101. So we really appreciate that as well. In terms of bits and pieces going on for us, um, the live show from Wednesday night with um, the podcast OGs, Ben and Dave, still available in the usual places on our YouTube and on our podcast fees. Um, Please do give us a thumbs up as well if you're watching on YouTube particularly. Um, it helps boost us up the algorithms and we do appreciate that. So anything you can do on that would be very much appreciated. Obviously, if you haven't yet subscribed either on the pod or the video, what are you doing? Join us, subscribe, get this great stuff landing in your inbox every week. Um, as always, the flagship show will be back on Monday morning. We will record Sunday evening. So out Monday morning, no, um, unfortunately no Sunday evening, um, release as we have done the last few weeks um but it will be me in the host's chair joined by joe fares and craig finbo so do come back for that i'm going to put along the bottom where you can find all of our social medias seb where can we find you
0: at brown so8 on twitter
1: and you can find me at ips rich as well um I am going, well, I've wrote down the final word for you. So do you just want do to do what read you it? did
0: last week? Just, just say I'll whatever you said last week to do. I'll just say, thank great to be back. Thank you for the kind comments in the, uh, in the comments tonight. Really great to be back. And, uh, yeah, just say whatever you said last week, do that again. Okay.
1: I am going to have to call you Craig though. If that's fine. All right. Okay. We'll do that. Fine. So I'm just going to, um, we'll end with, um, some shout outs here, um, and some final points on room one Oh one. Great points. I'm starting with Rich because the phone things across all society. Um eh, thanks everyone. FBR Tractor Yeah. Hi, Nick. Um, Rich is the winner. All the best for Australia. Thanks for the great show. Yeah. Have a great day. Michael, thank you for joining us. Um 101 fan who pushed out. for Oh, FST, don't, not sure I understand that. Thanks, chaps. Enjoy the game. Yeah, enjoy the game, everyone. Um, travel safe and all that. Strong Southwest supporters branch presence tomorrow. That'd be great um great show thank you john nuffy thank you skip excellent contribution appreciate that nick again blue army see you saturday oh these are great um great show thank you rob appreciate that eric clacton best name on the youtube love that thank you eric um come on you blues fbi attracted to nil nil i thought i was feeling really good nil <laughs> nil um great show lads thank you lord ronald um paul's back again thanks guys thank you Pre-match shows. yeah John Murphy's yeah. back with the 2-1 bond and so you have that um, and great to see you back. Seb. yeah, here, here, good, thank you. let's end with that one. So final word, <clears throat> um, wait a sec, let me, I need to queue up the old um, outro as well. So we, um, there we go. Right. Um, I was going to say something about running towards adversity, um, but I'm just going to say thank you for everyone for joining us live. Thank you to you, Craig, for pressing all the buttons. And I'm just going to keep it simple. Come on, you blues.